0: Hey, hey, everybody. It's Nerby from cerealandgrapetews.com. At I am Nairby on Twitter and Instagram. do on Twitch. I'm also Nairby here topless because it's hot in Toronto. Yes, it does get cold in Canada. Speaking of which, it's time for another episode of Bayside Buddy. It's episode 40. As we're getting down to the nitty gritty, we're getting to the end of Bayside Buddy here with the 40th anniversary. 40 years of Bayside Buddy. And we're going to check out season four of Save by the Bell, episodes 20 and 21, starting with episode 20, entitled Snow White and the Seven Dorks, air date November 14th, 1992. And we start with drama class beginning, and the teacher arrives and goes over the, the day's lesson, which is to act out a scene about the sun shining outside my window. And Screech goes first, as the teacher wants Screech to act with sadness. And Screech does the bit and he pretends to cry. He just says, the sun is shining. He cries and says, the the sun uh, is shining outside my window. All right. So he does it. Um, uh, The the, the drama teacher says, well done. And apparently that was it for that lesson. Nobody else. (laughs) Well, that just seemed like a big waste of. I mean, if they had to fill time for this episode I guess there was no better way to fill about 45 seconds Anyway, the teacher then announces That it's time for the end of the year school play And he asks the class for suggestions on what play to do And Zach suggests doing last year's play Since everyone already knows the lines Kelly suggests a chorus line Lisa suggests cats And Jesse says uh, Phantom of the Opera and Screech then suggests doing Snow White and the Se- and Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and the teacher likes the idea, but Lisa doesn't, as she says Snow White is for kids. I, I, have, I I've actually never seen Snow White, at least if I've seen it, I don't it must have been when I was a kid. I don't remember it at all, and I have it on Blu-ray, so I need to watch it sometime. But anyway, Lisa says Snow White is for kids, but the teacher says that it doesn't have to be for kids, and Kelly. Kelly Kapowski, bless her heart Suggests doing a rap version A rap version (sighs) Bless her heart The class likes the idea, bless their hearts too And a small group of nerds ask what's in it for them As they usually get stuck working behind the scenes when it comes to school plays And now they want to be on stage The teacher assures them that they will be on stage and the nerds do a little celebration among each other. And we then go to the auditorium for auditions. Starting with Kelly and Screech. I mean, starting with Lisa and Screech. Followed by Kelly. Huh?
1: Mr. Powers. <laughs> Yo, I'm the prince and I'm a handsome sight. Who's this I see? Is it Miss no one? Her lips I can reach, so I'm glad I did show up. If
2: I have to hear Screech, I think I'm going to throw her. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you very much. Uh, next.
2: I'm such a wicked queen. I'm so downright mean. Snow White will be called before she hits 16.
1: Hold it a minute. Kelly, I am having trouble believing that you are a wicked queen.
2: Me too, Mr. Bainbridge. can I audition for Snow White? I'm not a nasty person.
1: You are an actress, Kelly. (laughs) Now, let's just say that Snow White was picked as head cheerleader. How would you feel then? Uh, and then there was a recount for Homecoming Queen, and Snow White was the winner there, too. You're a husband, Kelly. You're ancient history. <laughs> now I want to hear you rap.
2: They say Snow White's the cutest of the cute. Just wait till I give her this piece of fruit. I brewed it some poison and gave it a coat, and now I'm going to shove it down her pretty little throat.
1: Bravo, huh? <laughs>
0: Oh, poor Screech getting crapped on by Lisa again, despite being her prom date just a couple episodes ago. I mean, a little continuity, please, for crying out loud. And we then go to Zach and Jesse preparing, and Jesse is offended at the lines that she's got to read, as they're insulting to women, so at least we do get some continuity. <laughs> Zach suggests Jesse change things up a bit, and put a bit of herself into the part, and Jesse likes the idea. And we then twirly wiped to Jesse auditioning.
1: Snow White, we take. Pity on you, but stay with us, just what you gotta do. You gotta clean the
2: house in every nook. Sew, knit, wash, look, you sexist pigs, and that's no lie. Treat me like this, and I'll stay at the Y. <sighs> <laughs> you better see the light, cause you're way outdated, and this Snow White is
1: liberated. We didn't mean it. <laughs> Wonderful, Jesse, simply wonderful.
0: So the teacher liked the changes, and then we saw Zach give Jesse the good job symbol, you know, with the thumb and index finger doing the circle thing, which in modern times is referred to by really stupid people as the white power symbol. <sighs> it is then time for Zach's audition.
1: Since I'm a prince, I don't have to toil. Got no hassle with the castle so I don't like that swirl, so why? Emily and out ooh, till I find
0: one and only, I'm a lonely dude and so the girls in the live studio audience go woo for some reason and when they do Jesse returns the favor to Zach and she gives him the white power symbol <laughs> come on people that's that's where we are now man you want to know why why there's why aliens won't visit our planet looking for intelligent life anymore? Go look at Twitter, that's why. Anyway, we then go to later on in the halls of Bayside. And the results of the auditions are posted, and Lisa got the part of the mirror on the wall. Screech is dork number five, but he wanted to be dork number two, but he's just going to go with it. Zach is Prince Charming, Kelly is the Wicked Queen, and Jesse is Snow White. So it's almost as if nobody else auditioned for any other roles. (laughs) The bell rings for the next class to begin, and Zack tells Kelly that he's dropping out of the play... Because he only wanted to audition because he didn't want to see another guy kiss Kelly if she landed the role of Snow White. And Kelly asks Zack to rethink it and leaves as Jesse stops Zack.
2: Zack, you can't quit. Come on, you help me get the lead. I mean, you're the best prince by far. I need you to play opposite me.
1: Oh, come on, Jesse. You'll be fine without me.
2: Yeah, but I'll be a lot better with you. Come on, don't you remember the last time we acted together? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It was a second grade play. We were Mr. and Mrs. Skunk.
2: <laughs> and when I got stage fright, you whispered mm-hmm. my lines in my ear?
1: <laughs> don't raise your tail, dear. Tony the badgers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think the world's ready for us again. What do you say?
1: All right, Jess. I'll be your prince. <laughs>
0: So there we go. Zach is going to stick with it. So let's see what goes on from here. (laughs) We then go to later on as the students are rehearsing with Zach and Jesse up to bat. Zach does a rap about kissing Snow White and concludes with a quick little peck on Jesse's lips. As the girls in the live studio audience go, woo. The teacher dismisses the class and asks Zach and Jesse to stay behind to discuss the kiss. And he says that... uh, you know, it need a little more oomph. And he asks Zach and Jesse to work on the kiss as it's the big climax of the play. And they agree to give it a try. And Zach wants to leave and try some other time. But Jesse wants to start working on the kiss right now. And Zach doesn't hesitate at all and he agrees.
1: <laughs> I guess we need more firepower.
2: Yeah, I guess we better stay here and work on it till we get the kiss right.
1: Mm, I think that's called making out, Jesse. No, it's called
2: acting, Zach. Come on, let's rehearse.
1: Uh. Uh.
2: Zach, come on. We've been best friends since kindergarten. You don't have to be shy around me. This is just another school project we're working on together okay
1: well since you put it that way okay
2: good now kiss me
0: And there we have it, kids. Zach Morris hits the Saved by the Bell Grand Slam as he's now made out with Kelly, Lisa, Stacy from the Malibu Beach episodes, Tori from the Tori episodes, Slater's sister, and now Jesse. So we got more continuity with Zach the Douche at least. And then we got a commercial after which Zach and Jesse have just, well, just after the commercial, Zach and Jesse finally finished sucking on each other's faces. And are now feeling awkward And Jesse tells Zach that they have to remember That it was just pretend And Zach agrees He then tells Jesse that he really liked it And Jesse says that she did too And they slowly go in For one more face sucking But Jesse quickly stops And ends the rehearsal and leaves And we then go to Kelly's house Where she, Lisa, and Jesse are rehearsing
2: Mira from the mall. Who's the awesomest of them all? Brace yourself, Queenie, this news is bad. Snow White is now a lot more red. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> Jesse, how's that kissing scene come along with Zach? Did you work on it with him? Oh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I bet if Slater was the prince, you wouldn't have any problem. I know it's hard playing a kissing scene with someone else's boyfriend. <laughs> Not for Jesse. I-, I mean, Jessie is such a dedicated actress. I know she is. I'm sure the kissing scene will be terrific by opening night. I'll bet even before then. I'm gonna go downstairs and get some sodas, okay? Oh, good idea, Kelly. Bring me one Zach. I mean, back. (sighs) Okay, Lisa, what is going on? Let's just say mirrors can see a lot, especially when they walk into a drama room. (sighs) Lisa, what you saw was an accident. Oh, yeah, right, and you were giving him mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Is that a good kisser? Oh, he's great. But that's beside the point. It was a big mistake, and it could cause a lot of trouble if it was blabbed around. You get me? I got you. Lisa, you have to promise me you'll never, ever tell Kelly about this. My lips are sealed. More than yours were. (laughs) Here she comes. Not one word. Kelly, I kissed Zach. I you know that, Jesse. It's part of the play. No, I mean, I really kissed Zach, and he kissed me. It, it didn't mean a thing. I mean, well, it did in the play, but not in real life. So just forget I ever mentioned it, okay? Okay. <laughs> now I have to go wash my hair. <laughs> well, don't look at me. I'm just a mirror.
0: <laughs> Is Zach a good kisser, Lisa? Lisa asked if Zach is a good kisser. Seriously? You, you, you can't spell continuity, please, without letters from the English alphabet, which you can use to spell... Come on, for crying out loud. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the Zach and Lisa moment was during a Tory episode. Right? It wasn't during Tory. No, it wasn't. I, I'm pre- no, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. So come on. <laughs> We then go back to the halls of Bayside, where Jessie leaves her locker, and she's suddenly surrounded by Screech and the other nerds who are staying in character as the seven dorks, and they ask Jessie where she's going, and she yells that she's going out of her mind if they don't leave her alone, and they scatter as Slater then arrives, and he asks Jessie how the play's been going, and Jessie suddenly just panics, asking him what he's heard, and Slater says that he's heard nothing, and asks if she... Like to join him at the Max, and Jesse panics more, and says that she needs to rehearse, and she yells out to Screech and the Dorks to come get her, and they arrive and they take her away, as Slater is left confused. Obviously, something's going on. Come on now. Anyway, we then go to the Max where Slater joins Zach. He wants to talk about Jesse. He says Jesse's been acting weird, and asks Zach if he knows anything. Zach plays dumb, and Slater says that he's going to. Pl- he's going. He's going to play it safe, and work his way into the play so he can keep an eye on things. And Zack tries to change his mind, but Slater is uh, insistent. He says that if he catches another guy making the moves on Jesse, he's going to beat his ass. He then thanks Zack, calls him a real pal, and leaves. (laughs) (sighs) Come on, Slater. (laughs) Your your woman is playing Snow White. Zack is playing Prince Charming. So... Two plus two, dude. (laughs) We then go back to Bayside for more rehearsals.
1: Snow White, we came here in a panic. That apple you're eating is not organic. (laughs)
2: Dweeby, nerdy, geeky,
1: slimy, slimy, slumpy, zumpy, Norman. Stugly, I'm the eighth dork. Someone, call a doctor. No, a prince. (laughs) Is she snoozing or is she stiff? I can't help but wonder if rip. I gave this gorgeous babe a kiss. Would it be the end of her process? <laughs> Prince, come on. Why don't you kiss her?
2: Maybe they like each other. Oops.
1: <laughs> Jessie, Hey, what's going on around
0: here? <laughs> yeah, Lisa. Maybe they like each other. <laughs> I tell you, Lisa and Screech are more compatible than they realize with how they both just blurt shit out at the wrong time. <sighs> just saying. Then we got a commercial. After which we were in Belding's office, and he's upset at the news that Zach and Jesse have decided to quit the play. And they're just just like days away from opening, and he wants to know why, and Zack and Jesse explain that they they have to kiss in the last act, and it seems that they're falling for each other, and Belding is disappointed in them. He, he's disappointed in Jesse because she's school president, she should know better, and he's disappointed in Zack because, well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised, but whatever. Suspension of disbelief, and... Belding tells them that quitting the play will not solve anything. And then he has the idea that Zach and Jesse should kiss again to see how they really feel about each other. And Zach and Jesse reluctantly agree, and we then go to the halls as Kelly is at her locker looking confused when Slater and his sleeveless shirt arrive.
1: Hey, what's up, Kelly? Hey.
2: Slater? Did you talk to Jesse about what happened at rehearsal?
1: No, she's been avoiding me. Did you talk to Zach?
2: No, he must be avoiding me, too. You think it's possible that there's something going on between them? And they feel guilty about kissing in front of us?
1: That's what I've been wondering. But it's hard to believe Jesse could fall for that skinny wimp.
2: Hey, I fell for that skinny wimp. It's hard to believe Zach could care about that neurotic egghead.
1: Hey, that neurotic egghead is my woman.
2: (laughs) You know, maybe we're overreacting. I mean... We don't have any proof.
1: Yeah, maybe they were just embarrassed having to kiss each other in public.
2: Right. And now they're avoiding us because they think we got the wrong idea. Come on, let's go find him and tell him we understand.
1: All right, let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, two things. Extra points to Slater for having more wrestling pictures in his locker. Well done. I had wrestling pictures in my locker in, in the, well, not high school, junior high. But another thing, i i i don't remember ever seeing any kid in school walking around like Slater does with these sleeveless shirts and with his muscles and his man hooter pecs popping out. I don't even think it would have been allowed, but oh well, save the bell. <laughs> anyway, we then go to the auditorium where Zach and Jesse are alone. And Zach tells Jesse that if they want to find out how they really feel about each other, now is the, te- now is the best time, and Jesse's hesitant as she worries that they might both like it. Zach says that at least they'll know the truth And Jesse finally agrees They move closer to each other Someone off camera sneezes For real Someone off camera sneezed (laughs) Go back and watch it Someone off camera friggin sneezed And they didn't edit it out Alright, you know what, let's listen to it right now Okay, after Jesse says I guess you're right, I'll be brave Listen
2: Are you sure this is the only way? I mean, what if we still like it?
1: We're better off knowing the truth. Even if it hurts.
2: I guess you're right. I'll be brave.
1: Jesse. That was great.
2: It was great. I didn't feel a thing. Me neither. I guess we're still friends after all. Now we don't have to break up with Slater and Kelly, and we can still oh. be in the play. What a relief. I am
1: so happy I could kiss you.
2: Go ahead. We know we won't like it. That's right. <laughs> no.
1: oh, wait a minute. There's our proof.
2: Wait a minute. Don't get the wrong idea.
1: No, see, we were just kissing each other because we were so happy we didn't like kissing each other. You skinny wimp, we're through.
2: Slater, listen to me. Sometimes things aren't what the hey, they seem. Just forget it,
1: okay, you neurotic egghead. <laughs> we're through too. Hey, thanks, man. You're a real pal.
0: See? A sneeze, okay? You go back and watch this episode. When that little, <clears> hmm <throat> happened, Zack and Jesse didn't make any motions or anything. That was off-screen someone sneezing. Okay? I mean, fine, all that other stuff, too. Kelly dumping Zack, Slater dumping Jesse. But an off-screen sneeze? I work in the industry, man. That is a quick six-second... That's a quick six-second edit, maybe even less. All you gotta do is cut out that portion of the audio. You don't even have to put anything in to replace it. Just make it nothing. It's that easy. A friggin' sneeze off-screen... Come on now. I mean, one of the previous episodes, we saw a quick appearance from the boom mic. For real. <laughs> we then twirly wipe the opening night. Belden gives the students a pep talk and everyone gets ready. Kelly tells Zach to break both legs as she's still not happy with him. Slater tells Zach and Jesse that he hopes they enjoy their kiss and he leaves. Zach, however, is not worried as he and Jesse have come up with a plan and they get ready for showtime. And we then go to the play
2: mirror mirror from the mall who's the awesomest of the mall if you say jesse i'll bring you uh i pass next question please <laughs> <laughs> what harm can there be in eating these if they only have 70 calories well the dogs told me to be suspicious but i'm tired of doing their shirts and dishes You're a nice old lady. I have no doubt, so I'll sample that apple you're rapping about. I hope you choke on a beanpole.
1: What is going on here?
0: I wish I could tell you.
1: Now that we see her lying there, we dorks admit we've been unfair. If this evil spell your kiss unlocks, we'll split the cooking and don our own socks. (laughs) Dork number five, I gotta disagree. If you want Snow White Alive, don't look at me. Zach, that's not in the script. Oh. <laughs> to make her boss accelerate, she needs a kiss from Dork number eight.
2: It's true, the prince is just a friend, but Studley for me is the living end. <laughs> <laughs> Dudley
1: and not the prince, not that we've kissed, are you convinced? Uh uh, well, at first I didn't like all of this drama, but now I trust you, so kiss me, mama. (laughs) Me and Snow White was nothing but hype. Oh, I like her all right, but see, she's not my type, so don't get me wrong when I say what I mean. My heart belongs to this wicked queen.
2: Zach, I mean prince.
1: I want to announce to one and all that I love the mirror from them all? And
2: if you touch me, I think I'll knock you through the wall. <laughs> that brings a play to its conclusion. Some things we said might have been a bit confusing, but we gave you romance and a lot of laughter. And hey,
1: we live happily ever after.
0: And that's that. And I got to say, first of all, that stage was small as hell. I don't know, I mean... It wasn't like this show was not popular. What did they do with the budget? I mean, the movie theater, uh, and, uh, yeah, the, the freaking the episode where they did the wheelchair basketball, and the gym was the barely the size of half a court. Anyway, but also, I, I gotta say, Kelly looked awesome as the Wicked Queen. Lisa looked awesome as the mirror on the wall, and Jesse looked awesome as Snow White. Just yeah. But overall, when it comes to couples in the Saved by the Bell universe, Kelly and Zach. Never felt right with anyone but each other And the same with Jesse and Slater And I still say Lisa and Screech Were more more compatible and alike Than the show let on So it's unfortunate that those two Didn't, I mean that would have been awesome How how much, what would the what, what would the Saved by the Bell History universe, whatever, be like If they actually did have had Lisa and Screech Date legit Just for one season, I think it would have been great But, but yeah, I mean Zack never felt right with Tori with uh, that one episode with Lisa, he it was it was eh, it was fifty fifty with Stacy from the summer episodes. But I mean, even Slater didn't. There was one episode where they did a daydream scene, and then when they were at the drive-in, it was probably season two or something. When uh, Slater got his car or something, and Z- the daydream is Zach and Screech were at the drive-in on on Zach's bike. And they're right beside Slater and Kelly, and Slater's in his car with Kelly, and that, even that didn't look right. But uh, I'm just saying, Zach's a douchebag. Anyway, that was the end of that episode. A good episode. I like that episode, despite the crazy in- inconsistencies. The, or the, I mean, the lack of continuity, and especially despite the sneeze. <sighs> Did you just call it Snow White and the Seven Dorks plus a sneeze? We now move on to season four, episode twenty-one. This one is called "Earthquake." Air date: November twenty-first, nineteen ninety-two. We start in the halls of Bayside, and Mr. Belding, who is joined by Zach, is practicing his breathing for childbirth class as his wife is pregnant and two weeks away from giving birth. Zach then goes to his locker and he pulls out a baby—a a, a, a baby Belding pool calendar featuring a picture of a baby with Belding's head on it. Zack then opens up his shop and he starts taking bets for when Belding's kid will be born and it's $10 for every day picked. Zack takes a couple of bets from a couple of nerds and then Tori pops in because this is a Tori episode and realizes that the baby will arrive on the 15th because Zack has put bet on all of the days around the 15th. Screech, Slater and Lisa arrive and Screech is upset that there are no days left to bet on. Zack offers Screech today and tomorrow for only $5 each, but Screech is iffy about it. Zack then sweetens the deal and he offers Screech all of the previous days, the previous from the previous week, and Screech places his bet because Screech is awesome. <laughs> Slater then tells Zack to hurry things up as the physics midterm is about to begin. And Zack panics as he didn't realize that the midterm was today, and now he's convinced he's going to fail. And we then go to the physics midterm. As everyone but Screech is worried, Zack tries to get out of the test by telling the teacher, Mr. Heimlich, that he's not feeling well and he needs to see the nurse, but Mr. Heimlich does not budge. And there is then an alarm, which Zack says is an earthquake drill, and students crouch under their desks. Zack the douchebag tells two girls who sit beside him to join him under his desk, because I don't know why... (laughs) Is Zach with Tori or not? Uh, just saying. Tori, speaking of whom, doesn't realize what's going on, and she's as she's never experienced an earthquake. And Slater and Lisa tell her that it's no big deal and to just follow their lead. Zach then asks the teacher, Mr. Heimlich, if they should all be heading to the football field now, and Heimlich says yes, and everyone leaves. And we then go to later on in the halls as students are returning from the football field. And Mr. Belding leaves his office and wants to know what's going on here. Zach reminds Belding of the earthquake drill, and Belding realizes that he passed out and didn't hear the drill because he was doing too much breathing exercises. Belding then leaves for his breathing classes, and Tori arrives with Lisa, and Tori is freaking out. We an earthquake
2: fault line? Are we going to get, like, sucked into the ground someday? And, like, what if there's, like, Girl, this... Girl, give those lips a rest. What's going on, guys? Well, Tori's going on and on and on. She's been rattling my brain about earthquakes ever since the drill.
1: Wait a minute, Tori, you're not afraid of earthquakes, are you? Hey, just think of it as land surfing. No, <laughs> well, I'm not afraid. I've just never experienced one before, and I'm curious. Well, I wouldn't worry about the actual earthquake, Tori. No. Nah, it's the massive flood, fires, and gangs of looters that'll kill you. Oh, yeah. Sometimes there's even mega aftershocks. The best was in the movie Earthquake, Total Destruction. Right. Way cool. You gotta write the video, Tori. It makes you feel like you're really in an earthquake. Gee, I can hardly wait. We don't have to. It feels like this.
0: (laughs) Okay, quick segue here. I've experienced an earthquake just once, and it was roughly around 20 years ago. I was sitting in the living room of my very small basement apartment that I was living in at the time, and I was just watching TV, just chilling, just out of it, I guess, just glued to whatever I was watching, and suddenly it, it felt like somebody came from behind me and put, one, put their hand on one of my shoulders and just just casually pushed it back and forth a few times, and it freaked me out. I, I, I like jumped and I looked behind me, but there was nobody. But I was definitely wobbling via my shoulder, just out of the blue, just sitting there. And the next day, one of the headlines in one of our local newspapers was, like on the front page, when a little tidbit said, did you feel yesterday the earthquake? Because apparently there was a small earthquake in Ohio or something, and we felt a little bit of of it up here in the Toronto area. I mean, that was just weird. Seriously, it freaked me out. I I was wondering if it was a freaking ghost or something. Crazy. Anyway. We then go back to the Max and Tori arrives wearing her motorcycle helmet as she's checking the walls in the Max for any give. And she joins everyone in their usual booth and she plays like nothing weird is going on and Zack tells Tori that she can take the helmet off as they're all perfectly safe and she does. Lisa asks Tori what she has in her bag and Tori says that she just has some snacks for later as Slater being a nosy ass just goes into Tori's bag and pulls out a link of four around six-inch hot dog wieners linked together. (laughs) Tori comes clean and says that it's an earthquake survival kit, and the gang tell her that she just needs to chill out as Mr. Belding and his wife arrive. So this is the first and, I'm pretty sure, we've only a couple episodes left, the first and only time we actually see Mrs. Belding. Screech yells out to the Beldings to join them, and they do. Mr. Belding tells the gang that they were on their way home from childbirth classes when Mr. When Mrs. Belding got some food cravings because, you know, she's pregnant. The gang asks Mrs. Belding some questions, including if she's had a baby shower yet, and she says that she's had several. And Zack then gets an idea to throw her another baby shower tomorrow at the school so he can skip the physics test during the seventh period. And Zack then asks... That Zach, then Slater, then act like they're afraid to ask the physics teacher, Mr. Heimlich, for a free period so they can have the shower. And uh, they then suggest that Belding is also too afraid to uh, to uh, ask Mr. Heimlich if the the kids can ditch seventh period, basically. And Belding responds that he can out he, he, Belding responds that he can outmaneuver Heimlich. <laughs> Get it, outmaneuver Heimlich. (laughs) Heimlich maneuver. (laughs) Even the wife did a little chuckle there. I like that. (laughs) Outmaneuver Heimlich. (laughs) Belding agrees to do it, but suddenly Mrs. Belding starts getting contractions. Or contraptions. She starts getting the pains. I'm a dude, what do I know? Anyway, Mr. Belding panics, and he wants to rush to the hospital, and he accidentally grabs Lisa, and they friggin' run out as we get a commercial. And after the break, we're still at the max and Mrs. Belding seems, seems fine now and says that it was just the fries making her a little gassy. Mr. Belding returns with Lisa and he's relieved that his wife is okay. We then go to the next day for the Belding's his baby shower. Slater gives Mrs. Belding an adult-sized football jersey with the number half on it as in one slash two on the back. Screech gives uh, Mrs. Belding a shower cap, shampoo, and soap on a rope, you know, because it's a baby shower, and Screech is awesome. (laughs) Tori has a gift for Mr. Belding, and it's a baby blue hat with the word Coach on the front. The Beldings stank the kids, and the bell rings, ending the seventh period, thus missing the physics test. The shower ends, and everyone starts to leave. Mr. Belding has to stop by his office real quick for something, and Screech offers to go with him and help him carry the gifts. Gifts. Zach offers to escort Mrs. Belding down to the car with Tori. And Belding agrees. Go ahead. We then go to Zack, Tori, and Mrs. Belding arriving at the elevator. And Zack asks Mrs. Belding if she can try having the baby on the 15th. And she asks him, why? Are you running a pool or something? <laughs> Zack responds that, you know, Belding, Belding, uh, Mr. Belding's been telling you stuff, hasn't he? Yeah. Anyway, the elevator arrives... Zach, Tori, and Mrs. Belding, get on.
1: By the way, Mrs. B, I'd really appreciate it if you could have the baby around the 15th. Why, Zach? Are you running a pool? (laughs) He talks about me at home, doesn't he? It's an earthquake. <laughs> Lights. It's stopped. Uh, wait, the shaking stopped. Is it over? I think so. Wait, what's wrong? Why won't the elevator start? Look, we've got to get out of here. Well, if we can't. Nothing works. We have to wait till the power comes back on. Oh, well, don't worry, Mr. V. I'm sure they'll have us out of here in no time. No, that's not it. I'm, I'm having the baby. What? This...
0: Right, I gotta say this, this was actually a pretty scary scene and very well done with the, with all the things falling over including the lockers and the students just panicking it was, it was really it really was a scary you know, scary scene very well done, very good, we got a commercial break after which we're back in the elevator and Zach is panicking as Mrs. Belding says she's having the baby right now and Zach is worried because there's no doctor Tori's also panicking in the the corner of the elevator as my cat jumps off the windowsill. And Tori's waiting for an aftershock. Mrs. Belding says that she wishes Mr. Belding was there because he's very calming. We then go to Belding and his office with a screech and Mr. Belding is freaking the hell out. (laughs) And Belding wants to get to his wife ASAP and screech goes to open the door to Belding's office. But the doorknob comes off, trapping them both inside. Belding then tries to use the phone, but there's no signal. Screech has an idea to use some of the shower gifts, based on things that he's seen on MacGyver. Screech <laughs> MacGyver. <laughs> Screech asks for the baby key ring, and uses it to try to get into the hole, I guess a keyhole in the door, but it ends up breaking off. Screech then asks Belding for one of the stuffed animals, and Belding gives Screech a stuffed hippopotamus puppet. And he tells Belding that it's to keep them entertained as they're going to be there for a while. Belding starts to scream for help as we then go back to the halls, which are a mess. And Slater arrives wearing only a towel as the girls in the live studio audience go, "woo!" Because even possible casualties as a result of an earthquake cannot compete with Slater in a towel, I guess. Slater tells Lisa that the lockers fell over when he was changing in the locker room and that's why he's only wearing a towel. Slater gives, uh, Lisa... No, Lisa gives Slater her jacket to wear in order to, I guess, stay warm or to not, you know, make the rest of us dudes in the world be jealous. So she gives Slater her jacket to wear and the girls in the live studio honest go, Boo! <laughs> okay, they didn't actually go boo, but it would have been funny if they did. <laughs> Suddenly... <laughs> They hear Mr. Belding calling for help in his office. Slater tries to open the door, but it will not open. He then tells Belding and Screech to stand back as he's going to kick the door open. Slater backs up a step or two, and he karate kicks Belding's door open as the girls and even some guys in the live studio audience react with shock and awe, as well as some woos. But, yeah, a lot of dudes were like, wow, awesome, Slater. Karate, all right. Anyway, Belding and Screech are set free Belding surveys the damage in the hall to make sure everyone is okay. And then he heads off to find his wife. And we then go back to the elevator as Mrs. Belding is having more contractions. The She's having pains. You know, those things. And Tori is still panicking.
1: All right, Alright, everyone, try and stay calm. They'll be coming for us real soon. I right, hope.
2: Oh... I want to get out. But
1: the power will come back. It just takes time. Oh, oh no time left. I'm starting to push. Oh, need help. We're, we're here for you, Mrs. B. We'll help you. Come on, Tori, I can't do this alone. Tori, get yourself together. I don't know what to do. You helped your sister before. Now help me. I'm scared. Well, you have to. Mrs. Beldy needs us. Oh. M- Okay, I'll, I'll try. All right, all right. Where do we start? What do we do? Let me think. Okay, Mrs. B needs to concentrate on something, like a focal point, like a picture or something. Picture. Okay. A picture. I got loads of pictures in my wallet. Here we go. Let's see. Let's see. We have Joanna, Jennifer, Mindy...
2: Mindy's fine. Oh, boy. Here we go again. Okay, now try breathing like me, okay? Okay. Not you, Mrs.
1: Belding. All right. Well, what do I do? Hold up a picture for her to focus on. Oh, good, I got Here we go. How's that, Mrs. B? Outside. Down. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Becky! Becky, are you in there? Yes, we're stuck between floors. Oh, oh, you know, I never realized how much Mrs. B sounds like Zach. <laughs> Zach, are you guys okay? Yeah, yeah, we're fine. Oh. Uh, what? hey, did I mention Mrs. B's having her baby? Uh. Becky, you're in labor?
2: Uh, no. I think that was a
1: yes. Hey, Mr. Belding, don't worry. Tori's got her doing her breathing. I've got her concentrated on a focal point. She's fine. Uh, Pete, Pete, find the nearest telephone that's working and call 911 for help. Let them know that we have people stuck in an elevator and that one of them is having a baby. Right. Go. <laughs> what was that number again? 911. Go. I'm breathing with you, Becky. You can do it. <laughs> All right, Mrs. B, Mrs. B, you're doing great. Now just keep focusing on this picture. Come on. She's very pretty. Yeah? Yeah, she was a transfer student from Greece last year. Oh, what a girl. Excuse me, Zorba. Mrs. B is trying to have a baby. Picture. Oh, right, sorry. Oh, boy. Gosh. Okay, you ready for the push? Okay. Um, one, two, three, push. Oh, and one, two, three, breathe. Oh. Right, okay, oh. one more. One, two, three, Push. And one, two, three, breathe, real good. Hey, is Belding, I can see the baby's head. He or she's got a full head of hair. Hey, did you hear that? My kid's got hair. Only from Mrs. B's side of the family. Come on, Becky,
2: just a little bit more, you can do it. You can do it, Mrs. B.
1: Keep on pushing. That's my baby crying. I'm a daddy right. oh.
2: Hey, pass that time
1: Congratulations, Mr. Bowden oh, oh. Becky <laughs> I knew that jersey would get a lot of use What is it? It's a baby though. <laughs> Say hello to your new baby boy He's... He's beautiful
2: well, kid, looks like you made it through your first earthquake, okay?
1: Hey, so did you.
2: <sighs> this has been quite a day.
1: Yeah, especially for me. Today was my day in the baby pool. I won!
0: <laughs> I love it, man. I, I legit LOL'd when Screech realized that he won the baby pool. <laughs> I love that. I love how they did that, man. So it was—it was just it, like when that moment happened. I was I not only did I laugh, but I laughed because, oh, for, yeah, that's right, man. Zach Con screech, but it worked. <laughs> screech one. <laughs> and is it just me, or did it sound like something dropped on the floor a split second before we heard the baby crying, before we heard the baby being born? Okay. It sounded like something dropped on the ground, and then the baby started crying. Okay, it sounded like a thud. Whew! All right, let's let's hear it again. Okay, let's hear the audio of the m- m- possible baby drop. <laughs> let's hear it.
2: You can do it, Mrs. V!
1: Keep on pushing.
2: <laughs> you can do it, Mrs. V!
1: Keep on pushing. <laughs>
0: You see, thud wha, thud wha? Did Zach drop the friggin' baby? <laughs> or was that another off-screen, off-camera thing that they just didn't edit out? Tell you, man. Wow. First we get the, sc- the off-screen, off-camera sneeze, and then an off-camera thud that made it ap- sound like Zach dropped the friggin' newborn baby on its head or something. It's crazy. Anyway, that's the end of that episode. Another good episode. Next week, we're going to be skipping episode 22, which is called The Best Summer of My Life, as it's just a clip show where Zach reminisces with Slater about their summer at Malibu Sands, so there's no point in watching and reviewing that episode. This is just a clip episode. We're going to jump straight to episode 23 and 24 of season 4, entitled Slater's Friend and School Song. And then after that, we skip the time capsule episode Which is another clip show And we go to the very final episode Of Saved by the Bell And the end of Bayside Buddy <sighs> Try not to drop anything on its head I know it's sad Anyway that was Bayside Buddy episode 40 Serialandgraveduce.com At Nerby on Twitter and Instagram Do on Twitch I am also Nerby Not dropping anyone on their head Or sneezing off camera Join me next time for more